Rock My Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll, and it's Friday, and that means it's time for the Duff McKagan Joke of the Week. Hey, Chris Jericho. It's Duff McKagan calling you. I'm calling you from my studio here. Um, I don't get out to the golf course much, but uh, I heard, uh, do you know why the golfer brought two pairs of pants to the golf course? In case you got a hole in one. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Oh, my gosh. Uh I can't even laugh at that one because I've heard it. I mean, I've heard that, but with socks, with pants. But listen, I'm not going to complain because Duff McKagan calls every single Friday with the joke of the week, even in the midst of Guns N' Roses rehearsals. They're working uh, uh, hard to get ready for the next round of dates, which is going to kick off later this month in Mexico and South America. And they're coming back to the States this summer, August 15th in Tampa. I know that. Maybe Duff will come over for a barbecue and a joke off. Uh, It's the Summer 2020 Stadium Tour. Wow, there's not a lot of pomp and circumstance in that title, is there? The Summer 2020 Stadium Tour. Well, at least you know what it is. It kicks off July 4th in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Get your tickets at GunsNRoses.com and get your tickets to rock with Fozzie as well. We're hitting the road on the Save the World Tour starting April 16th in Savannah, Georgia. Uh, we're going to Tampa, the Rockfest, 98 Rockfest, WJR, Earth Day Birthday in Orlando on the 18th. And then we're in Chattanooga, Johnson City, Charlotte. Uh, the venue we were supposed to play in Nashville got destroyed by the um, the tornado, the tornado the other day in, in Nashville. So we're currently looking for a new venue. Hopefully we'll find one. We're doing Louisville, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Buffalo, Iowa City, uh, Twin City Takeover at the Target Center at Minneapolis. That's a big show. The Royal Grove in Lincoln. Rockfest in Cadott, Wisconsin on the uh, uh, July 16th. We've got a whole bunch more gigs coming up in July and August, which I think are getting announced this week. But go to FozzyRock.com for all info and for all VIP meet and greet information. Come hang with us before the show. It's one of the greatest VIP experiences that you could ever get. And um, we're already sold out in Lancaster for that. I think we're sold out in Buffalo, maybe Pittsburgh. So go to FozzyRock.com now and be a part of... uh, of a great experience, uh, hang with us, see a private show, a mini show, and uh, just have a great rock and roll time. Speaking of great times, we got the always funny, always crazy Tom Arnold here, actor and former host of the Best Damn Sports Show, uh, my a, a nemesis on that show, is telling all kinds of stories about his famous friends like Arnold Schwarzenegger, what it was like shooting True Lies. He's also talking about Donald Trump and why Tom refused to do Celebrity Apprentice back in the day. And Tom knew Michael Jackson, has some thoughts about the King of Pop and last year's controversial documentary about MJ. Uh, So let's go straight to Tom Arnold right now on Talk is Jericho. Okay, so now we got our headphones on. We are here as true professionals uh, Mm -hmm. with with Tom Arnold. Yes. And um, I'm laughing because the last time we were going to do this, you couldn't make it because you have a babysitter issue. So this time you just brought the whole family. Yeah, yeah, I don't have any issues because I have no babysitter. I'm in between it, so we go everywhere. (laughs) Jax is six, Quinn is three. And uh, I just said, you know, First of all, I told Jax, you know, Chris is a wrestler. And then uh-huh. he's like, I'm in. I'm, come, I'm in. <laughs> you know, I said, we have a history. You know, we've uh, we worked together, best at sports show, period. I'm a big fan of yours. Oh, man. Uh, personally and professionally, you know. And, uh, and so here we are. The kids are, you know. Now, is it cool for you? Are these are these your only two kids? Yes. Yeah, so I, I had a, Jax I had when I was 54. You know, I've always wanted kids. And, and uh, you know, I love it. I'm very, uh, you know, people say they always want kids. And it turns out I did. Mm-hmm. And it's a good thing because, man, it's it's it is it's, it's the on. Best. It is the best, and it's so entertaining, and it's so you know, 
you got to be, uh, you know, is it time consuming? Uh-huh, yeah. You know, you got to be uh, more patient than I ever thought I would be. But it's also, it. I love it. Like, it's the best show in town, man. <laughs> These two kids every day were, you know, they got, we got stuff going. And, you know, I'm uh, constantly trying to figure out how I can be a better father. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that the, the amount of time that I give them. And uh, uh, I think that's, I had a single father myself growing up. But, yeah, I don't know how he did it. He was 22 when I was four. My sister was three. My brother's one. And I used to think, oh, yeah, he didn't get, he had it easy. He went to work. And I'm like, oh, my God, that must have been. And I was in so much trouble as a teenager. Arrested. He had to bail me out six or seven times. And I was like, oh, he didn't care. And I was like, well, as soon as my son was born, I went, oh, he cared. He cared about everything because you just care about everybody. Well, that's one of those things too. Like when, when you're a kid, you think, oh, like my dad's on my case. What does he know? And I do the same thing to my, <laughs> oh my son, God. but it's like, what does he know? Like we know, we yes, know now, exactly. right? You figure it but out. But they also know, like the, he knows, my daughter knows everything about me. They know if I'm BSing, you know, they, they, you know, even when they're very small, he, you know, he knew if I, if I said, I got to work. And if I was staring at my computer, not working or on the internet, yeah. I could, they just knew. And, and the thing, the lesson I Tell, you know, there's a, and because I'm an older dad, right? There's a lot of guys who are like, hey, you know, your son's bored. Let your wife do everything until he's seven. Then he'll be fun. And, I, and I'd always say, I don't know where I'll be when he's seven. I'm old. <laughs> so, you know, I changed every diaper and every, and, you know, with my daughter, same thing. And you could feel, you know, I talked to him from day one, from day, and you could feel the bond. And, and I've had friends say, you know, I didn't do that. And I did it on my second kid, and I'm closer. Mm-hmm. But just to get in there every moment, do everything. You might not do it perfectly. You might not do it right. But, you know, as men, you know, we got to get in there as fathers. And there's no specific role for us except to do everything and and uh, be there for our, our kids. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's, it's, when, when I was a kid, there was always the one dad that was older. Yeah. Like that you thought was that his grandfather. No, that's his dad. Yeah. Like that's That happens out. to me. I, wait. I take him to school. Okay, we had this happen. So I take him up to, he just graduated from preschool yesterday. So the kids, the people are very nice. And there's a lot of, you know, I sit in the parking lot. There's a lot of amazing mothers in their amazing yoga pants. <laughs> you can see, they're amazing. They get in there, man. They just do it. Drop off machines. Like, they don't, they, they just they can handle so much. I just watch them in amazement. And, you know, I'm in there. And sometimes I'll forget the umbrella. I'll forget what something, a quiz or something. His, they're both, <laughs> I take both the different classes. And But I watch these women. They're just machines. And, and you know, I'm kind of getting to, you know, Jack's told me, I heard good things about you, Dad. I heard good <laughs> things in the parking lot. They say good things about Tom Arnold. But anyway, I walk in there. One of his buddies, I walked in there. And he's like, Dad. So, so, so said you're fat. I go, well, that's, well, that's, and the mother, his, the kid's mother overheard it. She goes, whoa, you apologize to Mr. Arnold right now. And the kid was so funny. He, I, he stopped the class. I went, oh no, that's okay. He doesn't have to. And the kid goes like this, because the kid's really funny. His friend, he goes, I'm sorry. I called you fat, Mr. Arnold. Really loud in front of you, like against an asshole. I'm like, oh no, 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 no. And the, the mother is very attractive and young. She goes, Thank you, son. Is that okay, Mr. Arnold? I go, oh, I did not have to. And the kid was just, I'm sorry I called you fat, Mr. I mean, in front of her. I'm like, that kid, I'm going to knock it. And then, you know, but I get called, your granddaughter is very beautiful, Mr. You know, like right. that, which I it, I love it. It's never bothered me because I, I forget. If I had seen how old I am 
when I was his kid's age, I would be like, "That's he's very old." Mm. But it doesn't. You don't feel old, you know. And it um, also almost make, it, well, it makes you younger. Oh, of course, it makes to you have younger. a young kid because you think about like, of you know, course, it like does. Paul McCartney has like a twelve-year-old daughter at yeah. seventy-seven or something. He must. Uh, that'd be a great dad. I wish my dad was Paul McCartney. I know, right? Oh God, I want <laughs> what a great guy too. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. Though. I think it does keep you young and kind of reinvigorates you. Here you are, like you said, at you know fifty-seven, fifty-eight, or whatever you are, having yeah. these three, uh, these two young kids, and that keeps I'm you sixty. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're 16 now. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I mean, I think, but I say, you know, he's a big boy. He's up there. He's getting close to three digits there. And, uh, mm. you know, he'll say, uh, Daddy, you, 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 I'll carry Quinn to bed. He'll say, will you carry me? He feels so much while you carry me to bed. I go, all right, I will carry you upstairs to bed. I'll put you on my shoulders. And I, because, I mean, you're like this too, I'm sure. I'm going to pick, I'm going to lift you up. I want to do that as long as I can. So right. I will pick him up and, you know, we do, you know, I'm going to, he deserves it. And then, by the way, his sister deserves my attention and my physical attention. We do a lot of physical stuff. You know, she'll say, too, well, girls aren't as strong as boys. I'll say, stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Girls are as strong as boys. And you could do anything. And his sister, and he'll tell you this, she is a bad ass. She's a small little kid. I know she could do anything. In fact, <laughs> what will your sister do, do to us at night? If she, if we don't, if we don't pay enough attention to us, she will kill us in our sleep. Oh, that's what she <laughs> says. I said that one time to him, and of course he told his mom when we went over there, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, I got so. in trouble. But she will. I said, son, you got to pay attention. You got to respect your sister because I'm telling you, because she gets a, you know, she doesn't require a lot. But if we, if when she wants attention, son, we have to stop the presses and give her attention because it's the three of us, you know? Yeah. And she plays, she supports him. She plays his games, but there's a certain point where she goes, oh no, it's my time. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he was telling a story. Yeah. But that's the thing that yeah, you, yeah. you mentioned having like the physical presence, all that stuff. Cause yeah. like you gotta enjoy like lifting up. Like my kids are 15 now, almost 16. My son is, and I have twin daughters that are almost 13 and there's no, there's that's no, there's a lot. no, there's no lifting them up anymore. No. The, the kissing on the lips. Yeah. Done. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Even with my girls now, they're like, yeah. that's just weird, dad. Like, it's yeah. just, you know, and you're like the first time they do that, you're like, oh yeah. I bet it. I've been thinking that too. Yeah. Like, the first time he said I didn't have to walk him all the way into school, mm-hmm. I stopped. I was, I was pulled out of the parking lot, and uh, I mean that just that. So I imagine when yeah, like every little know, every little every step moment, that you go yeah. right. You know, I mean you you go to yourself. Well, that's exactly the right thing. That's healthy, but jeez. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, how do you do? It's that? the stage of life, but but you gotta just accept it and move on because yeah, they're growing I mean, up. It means too. you're doing everything exactly right. Yes, but jeez, and then. You know, with your with your girls, and then, you know, when they get older, and then they're <laughs> on their, you know, there's bras getting involved, right. and all this other and stuff, then, and then relationships, and then you know, and people. Somebody said, you know, as a father, you you give your daughter to to a man to marry. You you don't. Mm-hmm. You never. She's your <laughs> daughter for real. Yeah. I mean, every molecule of her, you know, since she's been born. So. I mean, that's a big, that's just, it makes, you know. You mentioned when you were uh, growing up that you got arrested a couple times. What did yeah, you, you get arrested for? Well, I, uh, fi- well, I did get public duty, son. Yes, that's why. But I got, you know, fighting <laughs> with the police. You know, it was uh, interfering with official acts. A lot of drunken, you know, I was, mm-hmm. a, I was an alcohol. I am an alcoholic, and I, but I don't drink anymore, son. I haven't had a drink in almost 30 years. And I've dealt with, uh, Many uh, uh my, my drugs and alcohol. What's that? 
What is it? What do you say? I can't tell what he's saying. We got to get you a microphone. Twelve million. You... Twelve million. Yes, yeah, Betty. But you know, uh, I grew up in a small town in Tumble, Iowa, mm -hmm. farm uh, town, uh, factory town. And how many people live and, there? And uh, twenty twenty thousand. Okay, gotcha. But but that's pretty good size for the area. But but I have to. But but you know, people. You know, it was from a young age, probably twelve, we started drinking pretty heavily, and uh, you know, we had a lot of uh, uh, altercations with the. The police, there was three drunk drivings, and, and just if something that we do, my, my mother, who uh, didn't raise us, but was married seven times, was at one point married to the chief of police, who hated me, and so we'd go out and fight him. <laughs> and our deputies, the sheriff's deputies, were just giant redneck yeah. men who would just, we'd go out and then end up squaring up with these guys, and then, you know, I and then, uh, you know, we talk about sports, and then I ended up in a football game next to them somewhere mm -hmm. i remember bruce allen he's about six five and, and i went into this one time i got arrested i was in mcdonald's drinking a beer and he comes in there and and he and he kicks me out of mcdonald's for drinking a beer and so i went around the outside he sat down in mcdonald's to eat and i went around the outside and saw and looked at him through the window and gave the figure and then instead of leaving in my car i went to the restroom on the outside of mcdonald's and he got up my friend said he got up put his hat on, came in the back of that restroom when I was at the urinal, and he took his fist and jammed, punched me in the back of the head of the urinal, and I didn't get it. Then tackled me. I didn't get a chance to put my pants on, really. Heck, I'll be behind my back. And so that was one time, you know, and I'm, and then as we're going to, to the Tumble uh, Jail, Wampa County, Wampa County Jail, I was in the backseat of the car, and I lifted my boot up, and I kicked him in the back of the head as he's driving to jail. <laughs> he pulled the car over, and he pulls me out. Now I'm back up behind my back. I'm like, oh, I'm so screwed. It just started wailing on me. And then he realizes, oh, he's beaten up pretty good. So then he just takes me to my dad's yard. Because then he's not taking me to jail, because that's too, it's too much. And then my dad sees me out there, and he's like, just takes me down. There's sort of a cycle of things. But, <laughs> you know, and then the following week was, was Iowa played Tennessee, Iowa played Tennessee in the Peach Bowl, which was an old Fulton County, uh, Atlanta uh, Coliseum. And my friends and I got, had gotten a car. We drove down there, and I was sitting next. I went to the stadium, and I sat next to freaking Bruce Allen, this <laughs> cop that I just had this brutal finance card. But yet we were in an Iowa football game, and everything was fine. You know, we're like, Right, because you're all there. on the same team yes, now. Yes, we yeah. are. And, and really... I also saw compassion for those guys because they're like, what is this kid? This kid just is crazy. Mm. Like, you know, and, and uh, you know, I'm related to half the cops. My son wants to be a policeman. Right. That's what he said. At the, at the end of his school, they took the pictures. I looked through his thing and he said, I want to be a policeman, a policeman because I want to protect people. And that makes me proud of him, you know, for the right, for the, to do the, for the right things, the right reasons. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, there's a lot of nonsense, uh, on my part, there was uh, some on the, the some of the cops' parts that it's I grew a, up with a different type. But that's that is a rough. I did that out of high school. I wanted to go to college, so I had to work in the meatpacking plant for three years because my dad's like, I you you if you want college, you need to earn it. So I worked on the kill floor of the Hormel meatpacking plant for three years. What's the kill floor? That's where what, you slaughter. <laughs> what it sounds like. <laughs> oh my god! It's but it was a hard. It was what we did, and it was the best job in town. And then I got the money to go to the University of Iowa, mm -hmm. where I could become an entertainer and, and things, because that was my dream. But I'll tell you what, that is a rough job there. The, 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 There's a lot of drinking. If, that, <laughs> if you're a drunk and you like to and get in fights, the kill, kill floor for me, Packet Plant, the behind the Union Hall, because everything is, and by the way, 
There, everybody has knives in a meat packing plant, like the sharpest knives, the stickers. Yeah, I mean, you will be, it, 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 people talk a lot about guns, but if you get a fight with somebody that's good with a knife and a meat packing plant, you, are, you, you couldn't even get your gun out. The sticker, because the sticker who worked next to me is the highest job in a meat packing plant. It's called a sticker. Sticker, because when, when we... When a hog goes up the chute, and that's happens 6,000 times a day, mm. drive up the chute, gets a little electronic, electric shock in his back, but it drops down. Another uh, 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 guy takes a, a chain, gets it on his back, a uh, hoof, gets him up in the air, and the sticker just t- jabs him in the throat, and the blood comes out of him oh. that quick. And that guy, just he just has this knife under this sheath, this long knife, just sits there like a <laughs> doctor <laughs> death all day, and he's just sharpening it. That guy, man, that guy was just, that's a badass Oh, you got to be nuts to do that oh, job, completely. too, right? Completely, yeah. But so, would there be a fight? And what happened is the older guys, the older meat packers would start, they'd come in and go, you know, Arnold, Cubbage over there at Hembo says you're gay. And I'm like, what? You guys got to be behind a huge hole. And they're, <laughs> what they're doing is they made people like me their monkey. Mm-hmm. They're entertaining because it's boring to work in there. <laughs> so, you couldn't fight in the plant. So, they had these stupid fights which yeah, now I think it's charming because they'd have us young guys going all right so everybody the old guys have everybody around a circle and then a couple punches then it's over then everybody had to go buy shots for everybody that's what our union did everybody we'd be so drunk you'd be drinking with the same guy you fought with and there would also be a bond because of the physical contact yeah. if a guy really fought with you and you were up close you're like okay that guy and I we did something yeah, I, I mean, I went through that in, in Winnipeg, which is a little bit bigger, but it's the same I idea. Prairie town, you know, middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You would get in a fight with somebody and then literally shake hands afterwards. Of course you would. Like, li- like that- you get beating the shit of each other. Like you said, then you shake hands afterwards, you go your own way, and that's the end of it. Right? That's yes. kind of the way that it was for so us. that is exactly what it's about. And uh, it is, it's hard to explain that to people, to... Uh, to women, to other people, but there is that bond, and then you do have this respect for. Yeah. Like, you know, I can't <laughs> explain it, but you know, and then you also you're kind of over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it you're, yeah, that's what I mean. You're over, it and then you go to have a drink. Yeah, and then there's no uh, shooting somebody after no, 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 or, or no. killing them after. It's no. like it's a fist fight, no weapons. Yeah, it's like a movie. No, we want a fist fight, no weapons. But that's, that's just well, the you way also it was. Look at yourself, like we're two guys in the middle here. Yeah, and everybody else is around the circle. And they're sure they're doing, but we are the only two guys that know what this felt like in this middle section. And it was, it was kind of awful. It was kind Mm -hmm. of good, but we're, our two faces are smacked up against each other. Mm -hmm. These other guys, uh, you know, they may think they're cool, but you know what? Uh, They may say that this guy, this group says they're my friends and that says they're your friends, but you know, we're the ones that were in here. So we have, we did this one thing together. So, you know. I also find that if you're going to talk about, like you said, like, like, like coming from Winnipeg or, Oto- or Iowa, Ottawa, yeah. and you mentioned, you know, going to make it in show business and here you are 40, 30 years of being in the business and always working. It's it's harder to make it from a small town than it would be coming from a bigger one. I, I find you're, it makes you have a, a bigger work ethic mm-hmm. and to take more chances because what is, I mean, are you the most famous person from Otumwa, Iowa? Well, yeah. Uh, you know, we had a, uh, hi, beautiful girl. No, there's your daughters in yes, here now. Yes, she is. Oh, <laughs> gave me a kiss on the show. Oh my God, I love her so much. We had a, a Miss Universe in 1956. Of course, we do it. You've already <laughs> Carol Boris. Uh, 
uh, you know, can you imagine having a Miss Universe from our small town? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, of all the places, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I, I am sure we had a fictional character named uh, Raiden O'Reilly who's on a TV show called Bash, but Oh, he I was am, from uh, Otumwa. Yes. Right. But, you know, anything that's from Iowa or or where <laughs> I'm from, we just celebrate it. I, mm-hmm. I, I know anybody, any other actors that's from where we're from, and you're probably like it if you hear Winnipeg and somebody's there, you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. there's that bond and... You know, and, and I don't know if you like that with with all of Canada. You know, uh, I think it's more of just the Winnipeg. Yeah. Like I know, like like I'm, I, at the time, I mean, Neil Young's from Winnipeg, yes. um, Jericho's from Winnipeg, so maybe one of the mo- more famous people from Winnipeg. Then that when that movie, My Big Fat Greek Wedding, was really hot. Uh, yes, she was from Winnipeg. Naya Vardolos. Yeah, oh, she is. And so they're saying Maya Vardolos, the most famous Winnipeg. I'm like bullshit. Yeah, she's got one movie. Well, first of all, I didn't know she was from Winnipeg. Yeah, hold the horses. Oh, <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. So it kind of took my place for one. I was a little bit jealous of her, uh, you know, Miss Vardolos, hot shot. Yeah, but then but there's no one coming from Otumwa now. No, no, but it's not. Winnipeg's much bigger than yeah, Otumwa. much bigger. Let's be honest here. But, but uh, you know, we had a bunch of, at Arnold's uh, at our a big fundraiser Saturday night. We had a bunch of people from Calgary, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, it, I, it was it was Cowboy Night too. Let me just say this, <laughs> and uh, you know, I brought up. I said we had this guy that was is the only Canadian, I think he's the only North American to detonate a uh, suicide bomb in Afghanistan military, mm. and and he he won this thing, so he got to come there, and this this man, and so I'm telling Arnold about the not that this, I'm getting off book here, about Arnold Schwarzenegger, Stampede. yeah, I'm telling Arnold about the Calgary Stampede, <laughs> which if you if you if you've been there, especially like twenty years ago, twenty five. If you're, even if you're from Iowa and you if you've done rodeo, if you've done all the stuff we've done, to go up and sit there and watch them with this back in the day with the stagecoach races were so out of control. People died, number one, right. but literally died, and they were, it was a big honor to die there. And just the horses <laughs> were dying all over the place. You could not do that now. <laughs> it's like it's like it is so illegal and so bad and so <laughs> crazy. And I'm explaining it to Arnold how insane it was for humans and animals and crazy. And he's like, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> but you can only do that in Canada. And so, you know, yeah, Winnipeg <laughs> is a, you know. But I mean, like you said, it's a prairie town, not much going on. But, but when you, you still have a hockey team? Let yeah, Winnipeg I'm Jets. Kidding, I'm kidding. Well, well, yeah, yeah, we wonder about that. But you, when you mentioned you just mentioned Arnold, like are you guys still pretty we good friends. Very good friends. Very good friends. You know, Saturday night we had our uh, – uh, uh, after school all star big event and that's his big charity yeah, that he works with one, yeah yeah that's what we've done it together for twenty some years I mean we have ten thousand gifts at the Hollebeck uh, Youth Center every Christmas we 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 do it get together there we give turkeys on Thanksgiving there's a million things to do together the Special Olympics we you know we've stayed friends we did True Lives together and 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 I thought first of all I thought. This movie, I bet, I bet all movies are like this. And it turns out, no, you know, I've done 130, four good ones, I always say. <laughs> but we stayed friends and we, we don't always agree on things. I don't, you know, uh, our politics are a little different. I, I go at things a little different. I say things to people a little different, but we are brothers. And, and I'll tell you, man, through thick and thin, and uh, I admire him so much because he gets up every day, man, and just seizes the day. And I have so much respect for him. He, he came to our country in 1968 with 
like a, a, mm. a short shorts and a sticky tag top and 20 cents. And he's, he's a, a billionaire and he's, he was governor. He's, he's done everything he ever dreamed of. I mean, and he still wants more mm-hmm. and he is of service to people, you know, like he's, these organizations are all about serving people, making things better. And then you go help people. You get off your ass, you go do something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, I, I admire that. And I, you know, I, I live for being of service because you get so much out of that. And, and, uh, he walks the walk, you know, and he's a funny son of a bitch too. And, uh, you know, he's loyal and I'm very loyal to him. And, uh, you know, he, again, we've had some, you know, we, we've got, we, we've disagreed mm-hmm. on things and, uh, but, but yet, you know, uh, we've always uh, stepped up for he, each other. He was at a fundraiser in Tampa about a year ago at a friend of mine's house, big, big money guy. Who's and, that? Uh, his name is Todd Wagner. Oh yes, I know. Yeah. Well, that was for the that was for same thing. Uh, yeah, after all stars. Yep, exactly. So Arnold was there, and oh yes, he asked me if I wanted to smoke a cigar with him. And I'm not a cigar smoker, yeah. but if Arnold asked you to yeah, smoke you a cigar, a cigar, so I'm smoking it. And dude, those things like they start getting you a little bit high. Oh sure. And he goes, "What do you think of the cigar?" I said, "It's starting to get me high." He goes, "Why do you think I smoke them?" <laughs> I yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he'll do that. Oh yeah, he'll do that. Yeah. You know what? He uh, <laughs> this guy. I'm not saying what. When he has a few stops, let me tell you something. He does get squirrely. I'll tell you. I my, Okay, first of all, Todd, that raised a bunch of money. That, mm-hmm. That's what thing you're at raised a shitload of money right. for the after-school search. Yes. And I'll tell you something about the, where you were. We had a kid speak from the Miami uh, area. This kid was in, in, he was about 13, no no parents, had a mother, sort of. And he was in trouble. A couple of his kids' friends got murdered. He was on the streets. He had nowhere to go between three and six after school. And he got we got him involved with us. And he uh, spoke Saturday night. He's a Miami cop now. He's not mm. only a Miami police officer. He's a honored Miami mm. police officer, this young man. Uh, and what this DeAndre. organization is, yes. is, just so you know, is it gives kids something to do between their school ending and between yeah. their parents come home from work. Yeah. Where they trouble do, time, when people get on drugs, when people get in fights. Like yes, the when people join, join gangs and yeah. stuff. And this provides after-school programs, sports, yeah. for kids to be involved with something that keeps them off the streets and keeps them out of trouble. And that was a huge thing that, that Todd Wagner, yeah. that you participated in. I'll tell you in our old high story. When he was governor... Uh, he was, uh, he, you know, he's a showman. So what he was going to do, he's, he's talking about getting business, business in California. And he, so he had a semi truck <laughs> and he was going to drive it across the border of Nevada into, uh, uh California. He was going to drive it. No, obviously we've seen our, uh, Donald Trump sit in a semi and do whatever he's doing anyway. <laughs> so Arnold's going to drive it. So he's up there and he's waiting to film this and he, he can't smoke a cigar in the, the rig because that would look bad. And you're not supposed to be smoking in the vat, whatever the law was. So he started to jones a little bit. He needs a cigar. So he, he'd asked me for some Nicorette. I chew a ton of Nicorette, like four milligrams. He doesn't. But he'd asked me for some Nicorette. And I said, here, take this. I gave him one of those packages with 12. Mm. So he he, he, he he doesn't. So all of a sudden he goes on and he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chew some Nicorette. He takes four of them, puts them in his mouth once. That's 16 milligrams. He starts chewing it. All of a sudden, they're like, roll, drive. He starts driving. He's like, starts hallucinating. He's driving. Like, what the fuck? I'm hallucinating. As they're filming him, as he's like, come to California. He, I swear to God. So I tell that story on Letterman. And in his office, gets a million calls the next day. 
Wait, was he hallucinating? He's like, oh, what? Tom Arnold? You know, it's true. <laughs> but it, there are so many times when he was governor, he had to go, I don't know what Tom's talking about. You know, every time I go on Howard Stern, every time. But, you know, he did. He Because he's like, oh, this is gum. This is regular mm -hmm. gum. I'm going to put it in my mouth. But it's actually medicine. And so <laughs> then he started like, if you're not used to it, like that cigar. He's used to those cigars. Right, right. Which are very strong, mm -hmm. but he's not used to having sixteen milligrams <laughs> of. <laughs> As the governor of California, and you know he said the heart stuff. So, you know, God, I would have felt bad if that would have been his last. <laughs> Anyways, did you see what just happened to him a, a couple weeks ago, where that guy drop kicked him from yeah, behind when he was like in yeah, Africa or something? First of all, uh, it may be bad, mm -hmm. you know, because I'd have been, you know, I, I, I am like. You, if somebody does that to my friend, mm -hmm. for the, his his uh, bodyguard was looking, he's mm -hmm. doing a crap job. He's right in the middle of people. Uh, I'm very proud of him. He didn't budge. I, 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 knowing Arnold, I believe 100% he didn't feel it or mm -hmm. know who the guy was. <laughs> he's, he's sort of unaware, like, you know, and he is like 72. Mm -hmm. And the guy got a running, mm -hmm. freaking kick. Like, he, this jerk, you know, I mean, I, I I would have you know uh, you know because I I want he handled so well oh yeah he did and you know you know anytime uh, but the, his giant bodyguard took his eye off the freaking ball mm. you got to keep your you know but uh, he did handle well I mean it, it it went great you know if I was saying that but the, you know that's a people are that's crazy people do that yeah stuff. yeah but but you know let's be honest if that was you and I were there, and our buddy, someone kicked one of our, one of our buddies like that, and, and we would have... Would have been an oh, attack. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There would have been some extra... That's what I'm saying. That's how you can tell he's a consummate professional of just not reacting, because I would have lost my fucking mind. Oh, yeah, of course. I would have you know, I would have chased the guy down, yeah, you know, I got a, dragged uh, him across the chin. Into his eye socket. <laughs> I for sure would yeah. just something like... Completely overreacted yeah, like, to it, you know? Oh, completely. Yeah. And... <laughs> If it had been your friend, yes. your owner friend, you then Even you more had so. license to freaking kill. Yeah. And you just that just the moves that you wouldn't even see. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Dirt, There's a million dirty things you could have done. Just <laughs> I got this guy. You know? but, but now every, everyone's filming it now. Though that's the difference. Yeah. You have to be careful, right? Yeah, but maybe, maybe. Yeah, in that case, I mean, no. In that case. Mm -hmm. Okay, you that's like a ticket yeah. to you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a free license, free pass. License to kill. <laughs> You mentioned uh, True Lies before. Yeah. Was that the biggest movie you ever did? Well, it was the most successful financially. You know, mm. I, I, uh, I had, I've had some other movies that were actual movies that opened number one. Obviously, it was. I mean, Jim Cameron and and Arnold and I are still friends, and, and Jamie Curtis and you know Bill Paxton. We were friends until the mm. day he died. I loved him so much, and such a good experience. Elijah Dushku were were very good friends, and and uh, you know, just so many people from that movie, the stop man and. You know, uh, it just was, uh, and people love that movie. And mm -hmm. it holds up. Movies don't hold up necessarily. You know, uh, I did a, movie, a couple movies with Steven Seagal, and 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 I loved because I was in the comic relief with Anthony Anderson. That holds up, and there's so many good people in there. But I don't know that at uh, Steven Seagal and I, we never. It was funny when I was filming with him. Which movie was that? Uh, uh, Exit was the Cradle to the Grave. No, I did get, gotcha. you know, I did, one was with Jet Li, mm -hmm. who is so awesome. I was so fanboyed out to be with Jet Li, because Jet Li's the real deal. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no. And uh, I think it was Tito Ortiz, and uh, 
Chuck, uh, Chuck Liddell. Yeah, they, they were in it with us, and they got to kind of, kind of spar with him, like for real. Like they 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 go, okay, let's go. He went, and they were like, what? And he he's like the real. He kept getting behind them. <laughs> he got kept. Wait, he's very small, and he was very fast. He kept getting behind him, doing stuff with their fingers. Mm-hmm. Like he does this weird. I don't I don't know how to explain the. The type of, of martial arts that the, the Jet League did, but he, he he's choreographed. Like this wasn't when they were shooting. This was messing around, and he and he just he's not a puncher, obviously, but it gets behind you. It does shit, stuff to your body that was. And they were like, "This guy, I can't. <laughs> a, you know, I can't. You could never catch him. You right. never. And then he hurts you in ways that makes you. You know, I don't know if it's from the the Bruce Lee. I, and I'm saying stuff that I don't understand. So I was watching them in a cage with him. Just you know, he was bringing them down because of doing this stuff. But they, everybody has so much respect for him because he could run outside the cage at that time and run up on the top. And 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 uh, but we all were just worshiping gently. So it's kind of like a martial arts all star movie. With all these yeah, guys are in it. And yeah, you, and you and were. Fun. And by the way, Steven Seagal couldn't lift his leg. That was the funniest part. <laughs> and he come out there and he had lifted up a little bit and he had to. Oh, but the best part is he color. He would color in his hair with a sharpie, like an extra. It's, they had a beautiful wig for him, but he's like, "Oh no, I will do the sharpie." But and then DMX, you know the rapper. Yeah, he was, and he, DMX was. Oh, what a sweet soul! But he 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 had never done a movie, so he didn't know if we were. He'd like have a beer in his hand, and we'd be shooting, and he has dogs, like literally these just violent dogs in remote control cars. It'd be like my six year old son, cradled to the grave. Yeah, yeah there you yeah. go. Yeah, and Exit was was the other one. And, oh wow! Uh, and and uh, they were fun, and, and they did pretty well. And but it, you know, my trailer was between DMX and Steven Seagal, and what a place to to be. The music, the different music, and. You know, I would change the thing about it. Anthony Anderson. And I got to do comedy together, and it was great. And so many of the, you know, so many great people. And, and I just so, went, I went back to Russia a couple years ago with a lot of the same people, and uh, made some did some martial arts movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> of Russia. So you know, we run into each other and occasionally. So I, I just love the 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 diversity and the longevity of your career, all because you said 130 movies. Yeah. But all the TV and the mm-hmm. and the best damn sports show and all this sort of stuff. I mean, what what is the the secret to your longevity? Well, you, I just get, you just have to keep working. Now mm-hmm. that I have these kids, I mean, the sports show that came along. And one day somebody called. I went to the one of these NFL charity things, and a guy producer George Greenberg said, "Hey, would you like to do a sports show?" And I was like, "Oh yeah." He goes, "Well, we got this thing. Uh, we're going to try it at Fox uh, with a with a baseball player, a football player, a basketball player, and a, a comedian." I, and I said, well, who you got? He goes, we got John Cruck for the baseball. I go, oh, I'm, I'm in. He was great. Yeah, I love him. I love my Letterman. And then it, and I said, but this is only going to last like six weeks because nobody will. And then, you know, it lasted uh, for me, I think, four years. It was awesome. Every day I met my idols. I, I didn't have to be objective. I didn't have to be a journalist. I would sit next to people that I've worshipped my whole life as a kid. And I got. And this was five days a week, right? Yes. Yeah. And I mean, and we didn't know what we were doing, so we didn't have any rules. So we got to experiment, and nobody was watching because it wasn't on Fox. Didn't have a real sports network at the time, so we were on nineteen regional networks. So in my area in Columbus, Ohio, at at seven fourteen after the right. hockey game, or, or eight nineteen somewhere else, and so they, you know, depending on what sports, you know, but it was so fun. And Chris Rose and uh, John Sally and Michael Irvin. 
and uh, just a bunch of. Who were some of your favorite guests that were on there? Some of the favorite well, moments. Well, Michael Strahan, who started, uh, you know, who had a famous uh, uh, April Fool's fight, uh, which is still the, they still play it. It's the best because it did because an actual fight. Well, here's the deal. They called me on. They say, "Hey, listen, everybody knows on April Fool's Day there's going to be April Fool's jokes. So you mm. know it's bullshit, right?" The producer calls me. Goes, "Hey." What I want to happen is I want you to uh, do an April Fool's joke uh, uh, and say that you've written a book. Come back. And I wasn't on the show time. Come back and then and have, we'll walk up a book and have you bad-mouthing Stray Hat and the other guys on the show. And then we'll say April Fool's. It's not real. And uh, and then uh, you, you and Chris Rose, the host, will be on nobody else. And I go, well, okay. So I call Michael Strand and go, listen, he doesn't know. He's not supposed to. I'm going to go hard on you in this fake book. And then I want you and I to get an actual fight. I'm not telling the producers that mm-hmm. we do this and then we'll freak everybody out. And he goes, okay, which is great. Now, Chris Rose doesn't know I talked to him. So what? So we start going at, and I said, yeah. And Michael Strahan, I go, uh, I talk about you in this book, about how we talk privately, about Tiki Barber. It's real stuff that Michael Strahan had really talked about. And then I go about, and the other athletes, uh, at the time, it was Rod, Rod, uh, Rob Dibble and Rodney P. They're like, well, you know, you shouldn't talk about people. I go, well, too bad, okay? I was really shitty to them. And, and I go, yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> and then Michael Strand goes, started, he acted really well. He starts getting a dig. He goes, well, Tom, I, I go, oh, yeah, I don't care. And then eventually, Chris Rose was getting so uncomfortable, he was going to say, okay, it's an April Fool's joke. And then I knew I had to act. I stuck my finger in Michael Strand's face. And then he just lunges at me. And then it's like, whoa, if you watch the playback, they play it every... And, and and he jumped on top of me. The other guys, the, by the they're by the way, Rob Dibble weighed about three hundred pounds. So did Rodney P. He was so fat. They they come into the meeting. It looks like I flipped Strayhead down on, and I got him. He pretended like he hurt his uh, pack because he'd been out for the Giants, who <laughs> are my team, by the way. And everybody freaks out, and they they go to black. It's a Friday night, and, and what happened is in the booth, the director goes, "Well, that's it. Tom Arnold finally killed the." show and then uh and then he he ended up jumping up saying april fools after we cut mm. and in new york where he plays football they saw him get injured oh it was a big deal the giants had to make a statement but it was so good and i came back to following monday but i ended up with a cut eye and a cracked rib for those fuckers trying to bring up the fight 300 pound <laughs> quarterback ronnie p at the time he's very and then rob dibble who, you know, <laughs> he just, they lunged on me, but it was worth it. You know, it's funny. I haven't heard that name Rob Dibble in years. Yeah. And in 1994, I was living in Knoxville and I went to Cincinnati to see a Metallica concert and Rob Dibble was there. And afterwards, he took us to the Cincinnati Stadium. Was yes. He, was he played for the Reds, Oh, right? yes, he did. And he got to the gate and he just like, you know, and the security comes out and he's like, Arr. it's like, oh, hey, Rob, can we just go in there? Sure. Open the gate and kind of like drinking on home plate, pissing on third base. Oh, yeah. Like just, I was just, I had forgotten about well, that. He's a legend his name. there for sure. He's yeah, 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 yeah. He's a, he's a legend. Who else did you get to, to, to well, be on that again, show? Uh, you know, I sat next to Willie Mays and Ernie Banks. I mean, I you know, any big athlete at the time, you know, Donald Trump used to mm. come on the show. I do. I went to the Playboy. I used to say, I went to the Playboy match with Donald, Donald Trump, and I wasn't the creepy guy because we went to visit his girlfriend when he was married. But yet, yet I went with my buddy to visit his girlfriend when he was married. No, he was married, so I was a creepy guy. I wasn't, the most, but I known him thirty years before. Is the thing with Trump? Yeah, yeah. So and then uh, obviously our friendship. Faded. Well, we got to talk about this, yeah, because you've mentioned it yeah. a few times. I yeah. know you even did the uh, the the Apprentice on the show. No, I did do the Apprentice. I would not do it. I, I, oh, you I, didn't I would, do the Apprentice. I absolutely would not do it. I couldn't see. Uh, 
an upside to, mm-hmm. to doing that. You know, I, I was friendly with Mark Burnett at the time. And, and, uh, and Donald, when he started The Apprentice, he started coming on the sports show. And, uh, you know, he did do a thing where he's like, hey, guys, before we start, I'm out here uh, as uh, out of loyalty to Tom Arnold. And mm-hmm. when he would say that, it makes you feel good about yourself. You're mm-hmm. like, well, that's cool. But, you know, hi, beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. Hi, but, but, uh, but I, when the birther stuff started with, uh, with Barack Obama. Was saying he, that he wasn't born yeah, in the States. Yeah, all of a sudden right out of nowhere, like, he's like, okay, whatever your politics are, Barack Obama's an amazing uh, American mm-hmm. success story. Like, mm-hmm, sure. And he won, and it's over. Why come in there and go, okay, gay, uh, it's like a, a rich guy in, in college, a frat guy coming into your kegger going, okay, poor people. Nope, 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 nope. I got this. Your party doesn't count. I, and when he started doing that, I, I, I called up Mark Burnett because he was on The Apprentice time, and they'd been calling my house for me to do the show and offering me money, and I, we, were, we were friendly up to that. I said, this is outrageous. He's on TV saying that... Barack Obama was born and this is so racist. What are you going to do about it? And nobody did anything about it. And that really was a turning point for our country where people did go, whoa, mm-hmm. you can't. This is, we get what this is. It's a conspiracy, number one. You, and you're, it's racist. And mm-hmm. you can't, to make a man, to go, hey, you you little black man, I'm going to make you show me your birth certificate. I am a big, rich, white man. You know, because mm. I, I, I knew what that was. Plus, Barack Obama. The, now, I grew up without a mother in a small farming town. And I will tell you this. If you grow up, if your family is different at all in a small farming town. I mean, Barack Obama's family is from Kansas. I grew up in Iowa. And your family's different. You will get picked on. And I, my grandpa had to defend my ass as a kid because mm-hmm. they'd be like, you don't have a mother. His grandpa, who looks just like my grandpa, mm-hmm. I've seen pictures of him. You know, and, and there's a story about, I saw Barack Obama talking about, uh, he, he saw went to a rocket launch, went to the Kennedy Space Station, and he saw his grandpa's shoulders watching this rocket come down. He doesn't say, oh, I'm, I'm a black kid on my grandpa. He's just talking about how great it was to be on his grandpa's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Now, you know damn well that his grandpa, he's a black kid in that little yeah. town. He, his grandpa's had to step up and go, mm-hmm. hey, mother, that's my grandkid. You, 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 yeah. yeah. So I always felt this this thing, and imagine his grandpa is long dead, and his mother's dead when Donald Trump's on TV saying this. His mother can't go, hold on, that's my son. Mm-hmm. He was born here. He came for me. Nobody could defend Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. And his grandpa, I was just like, his grandpa would kick the shit out of Donald <laughs> Trump right now for saying, my grandson grew up to be the president of the United States. How dare you? Mm-hmm. And so it was a very personal you know, thing, because where we come from, you just don't do that. You just don't do that. And, you know, maybe Barack Obama has too much class or whatever to do that, but really you don't, you just don't do that. And from that uh, then on, I just like... That was the deterioration of your friendship from there. Well, that's... I mean, yeah. it's not, you just don't do that. And then you have to answer. And it's also not just him, it's everybody else. Sure. It's like, oh, that's fine. It's not... No, no. Let's take a beat. Let's talk about that. It's not fine. You don't... Man to man, because he would also come on the sports show... And if you're going to be, you know, say, well, I'm, uh, you know, you know, he tried to buy a football team. He says, he says he was good at sports. He, you know, and another thing you do to come on the show is he kind of would do this, the soul handshake kind of, and he is a big dude. He's about, he's tall. Shaking, and he kind of would do kind of get up on the guys, kind of shake dance on it. And I always say to him, these athletes, I'm going to tell you, yeah, don't, don't ever kid yourself. They will beat the f- out of you. Mm-hmm. I always say, it seems like we could take him because they're our size. Right. But even the small ones, the hockey players, those little, the I just want to tell you, they have a magic. And I always say this, man, when that light turns on, and I've seen it with athletes, 
a million times. I've seen it when they're sitting on the couch and somebody will come on, an actor, and they'll play a game with them and then they'll lose. I saw Michael Irvin, for instance. I love Michael Irvin. I love everything. I, uh, Ashton Kutcher came on mm-hmm. and uh, we were throwing passes and, 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 you know, it's a big honor. Ashton Kutcher's a big kid too, but, and he, and he, and he caught, caught one, but he got around, knocked something down with Michael Irvin and, and I saw something happen with Michael Irvin. He's like, mm. okay, let's do that again. And we're on the cement is the studio. And he knocked Ashton Kutcher on his ass. Just oh. that light for a second. The, the athletes, professional athletes, they just have a magic mm-hmm. that, that you don't have. And when it go, the light goes on, you're doomed. Mm-hmm. And so when he, he always do that handshake with the guys, like, you know, and I would say, yeah, you know, just just know this. Like, I, I would say it sort of as a friend, like, hey, just heads up on this stuff. And then you also talk to, like, talk like at locker room, you know, which are, we all, believe me, believe me. And that's another thing about the Donald Trump tape. We made tapes on the sports show when everybody, when people would leave. There's disgusting. I made mm-hmm. tapes for people because, you know, guys like, here's yeah. your tape. Are you getting married? Look at this. Thing. There's tapes of me doing the most horrible things, which right. which is great because I will never be the president, nor do I want to be. But, <laughs> but, but you, you know, don't want that out there when you're just thinking that you're talking to your buds. It is the, f- right. but it's so funny. I don't even care. It's right. Like, gotcha. But, you know, but, but, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, but I'm also not judging other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I am the arbiter of all. I'm just saying I'm a guy. And so when you start judging other people and making policy for other people, then it, then it becomes a problem. So anyway. What was the missing tapes of Donald Trump though, that you were looking for? They're there. They're every, what every are they? moment. Well, there's, there's every moment on The Apprentice. From the moment he got out of his car, because The Apprentice is a game show. Mm-hmm. So there was a game show scandal in the six, in the 50s here in the United States. There was a show called, I think it was a $54,000 question, where they cheated. Yeah. So the federal government passed a law that they have to film the host of a game show uh, the, the, and the contestant. Uh, they have to prove that all the, that they are, the sponsor isn't feeding the answers to, right. You know, so Donald Trump is filmed uh, for the moment he leaves his car through the entire day, every day that he's on The Apprentice for 14 years. All of that footage, 18 cameras, it's on HD digital, is in stored in two places, Hutchinson, Kansas, where MGM stores all their movie and television footage. Uh, it's on LTO uh, mm-hmm. tape, which is linear tape open. It's never been seen or edited. That's there. So all this time people are like, oh, this doesn't, uh, I've never heard him say this. I've never heard him say this or, oh no, it's all there. No one's seen it. And he, obviously he's desperate for people to see because it's HD, him, his kids, all the stuff he said, all the stuff he did. You know, and my thing is he's the president. If you want to know what's going on in the White House and you will see this now, Everything. You know, I, I've just uh, released a bunch of tapes of Michael Cohen. People are like, Tom Arnold does not know Michael Cohen. He took a selfie with him. Well, it turns out I do know him. Mm-hmm. And piece by piece, I put that out there. And this apprentice stuff, it was Mark Burnett said, oh, I sold the company to MGM. I have no control over it, which was a lie. But, you know, I best friends with Donald Trump. But I have no control. Well, now a person's been brought in. After Mark Burnett and I got a fist fight at the Emmy party, uh, which which I won. He attacked, he got a he put his head his fingers like that around my windpipe. 
uh, he, he, I think he was supposed to appeal for the Bear Grylls show, which I was on, by the way, which is a legit show. Right. Bear Grylls is a badass, I will say. <laughs> yeah. But he, he, you know, I, I didn't see it coming. It was dark. I was caught up the stairs, but I ended up ripping his Jesus chain. His, his <laughs> oh, so he put his hands in your throat and you yeah, took him out. Yeah, he came out here like this. Yeah. Up. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And the guy from Survivor, Jeff Prost, was with mm -hmm. him. He's like, you're, you're choking him. And I'm like, oh, you got to be. Let me get. First of all, I was still coming upstairs. And I grabbed his belt loop and I go, you better let me get my balance so we can fight fair. As they, as they sort of pulled him off of this thing here. And then I got a little bit of air between. So I'm like, bam, I just wanted to get something mm -hmm. off his face. Is there, the unfortunate thing is, as I got to the top <laughs> of the stairs, that's where all the rich people were. This is the biggest Emmy party, the Katzenberg motion picture old party. So. Nobody could see us, me coming up the stairs, but as we got to the top of the stairs and squared up, this is where all the famous <laughs> people are. So what they saw was Tom Arnold going, what the f Punch and him. I, and I just got him. And uh, <laughs> But the fact that he would do that, mm -hmm. because I'm questioning Donald Trump, and I'm saying, I need to see this stuff. And I'd asked him, you need to show this stuff for the country, because I, I know what's on it, because my friends work on your show, mm -hmm. and I've seen it. And, and, he, and I don't like being called a liar by this guy. And, and you say, don't, anyway, somebody's new has been brought in, and like everything else, you'll see it. And, and, and why is that important? Well, I think I think the truth is important. Well, what will it do? It's like Obama's, it's, it's, you ask Obama for his birth certificate, this is what, this is what happens. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's karma. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, as, as we start to, to, to wind I, down here, um, oh, as your daughter's offering yeah, you more Pringles. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, the the movie that I just watched recently of yours was was Dead Ant, which was a oh lot yeah, of that fun. was fun. I mean, what a great B movie, rock and yeah, roll, uh, mockumentary type of thing. It was very fun. Did you have a good time with that? I did. Yeah, I loved it. You know, I got to uh, uh, play a uh, a movie or a TV, a music promoter, a music manager. The show must go on. You know, there's a guy named Shep Gordon that's a very good friend I know of mine. Shep. Oh, me too. I love Shep. I stayed in his place in Maui. Well, that's where my wife and I got married. Oh, right on. There. Best guy. Know, Shep has been a friend for 30-some years. We Supermatch, the documentary. Yeah. Uh, my, our buddy Mike Myers made that. You know, that uh, uh, we're we're all in it. I love Shep Gordon. His place in Maui is... That's, I forgot you were in that. away from home. Yeah. Uh, so I played a version of Shep. <laughs> so that's what I was thinking the whole time. The show must go on, no matter what. You know, with Alice Cooper, the chicken got thrown to the ground uh, the, the, with a cannon, would not go off. I mean, Alice Cooper, I love as a human being, as a performer, just the most hilarious guy. Yeah. His stories are hilarious. He's also an incredible survivor. Yeah. Just a hilarious, and he's still out there just kicking ass, just kicking ass. And Shep is still his manager. But this is if this giant guy, if giant ants attack Alice Cooper, Shep, Shep would make him keep going. Okay, we're getting to the show. <laughs> okay, you're missing your arm. I'm missing my. We're getting to this goddamn show. I mean, that's just what I kept saying. You know, it was just it's a lot of fun. So, how do you decide to do these type of things? I'm sure you get a lot of offers that come across your desk, and then a movie about giant ants attacking a well, wash of broadcast. I made sure that there there was a couple actors. I said, hey, what if you could get these guys? What if you could get the guy that played Billy Walsh on? The Apprentice mm -hmm. to be with uh, From Gary a, Busey's son. Gary, he's a uh, Jake Busey's yeah, son. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, you could see with uh, with big wigs on, front, but it would really buy in. And the kids, have, the guys who played the band, really bought in. Then a couple of the women were musicians, and a couple of people I worked with before. The young gal, she's in this new, uh, like not this new, uh, very 
there's sex in it. This new uh, HBO show they just opened up on Spacey on it. Sydney Sweeney. She's amazing. The place, the young gal, the gal, and she's so funny. Now she's a big star. I was just kind of, and the Rod, you know, the director, he just, he, he done a bunch of special effects stuff and came over to my house and showed me that he could make the ants real. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, this will be amazing because we're going to be stuck together in this. And I can play Krabby really well. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Aston. Yeah. Yeah, buddy, you know, he, he's, you know. He so. didn't last long on it. No. He dies pretty quickly. Spoiler alert. No, he's the best. <laughs> and he said he just run a Ironman triathlon. And you saw how fat he was. I'm like, <laughs> did you, you what? And he's the nicest guy in the world. I go, well, there's no way you just ran over. <laughs> and he did. He, he showed me the video, but I was like, okay, I can do it apparently. <laughs> but he is the nicest guy anyway. <laughs> did you, uh, did you, as uh, a little bit of a quick thing, uh, mm -hmm. did you, did you know Michael Jackson? I had dinner with him okay. a bunch of times at the Marvin Davis's house, who was, uh, you know, they were friends with uh, Marvin Davis owned Fox and and uh, Beverly Hills Hotel, and, and uh, I was uh, friends with him. And so, yeah, we I sat up there to be like Marvin Davis and Frank Sinatra and Sidney Poitier, and Don Riggles, and those guys. I watched the documentary. Mm, oh, the one that they had. Yeah. Well, they they've now rescinded that one, the the HBO one. Yeah, who's I, rescinded it? Well, I don't know. I mean, do you think is, is do you think it's pretty legit? Or yeah, oh, yeah. Do you have really? Yeah. Well, stuff? I think uh, you know, is I I have a, a childhood that uh, that uh, I, I mean, come on. I'm gonna ask you something. Do you take your kids over to stay with? Adults. Well, that's the problem. Absolutely, that's a big problem. Absolutely not. But isn't that also on the parent side of things? That which is on the parent side. We're talking about oh, that, everything's on the parent yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it's completely on the parent side. That's what I even thought about that documentary. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Leaving Neverland, which was on HBO, <sighs> which they've they, they've taken it down now because a lot of people have come out and said that these, these claims aren't true and it's very biased and this and the other thing. But well, what, number one, the parent. What the fuck is going on? Agreed. Take your kid. Let's just start right there. Right. Because Michael Jackson was unwell. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. But God, okay, let's just start. You let. It, okay, okay, Mike. I'm taking my child to sleep in the bed with a f man, mm -hmm. and I'm sleeping in the other room, mm -hmm. or downstairs, or whatever. Yeah, no, right there. No matter what the intentions are, to me, that's right. Yeah. Okay, and, and and this happens again and again, and it's it's insidious, but it's also the way. And I got to put this on Michael Jackson and people like him. It's the manipulative way that they do that. I am telling you, I because, you know, I grew up, there's a pedophile in my neighborhood that my mom left him before she left our family with him. It's somebody that I ended up going back when, as an adult and finding and confronting. You can Google this story. And, and then 30 other kids came forward. And we stopped him from adopting boys. I'm telling you, they, they sometimes they manipulate kids by threatening his family threatening, sometimes by, but I'll tell you what, Michael Jackson groomed these kids. Mm -hmm. And 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 also he was a, an addict. He was a drug addict and he was an addict. And, you know, he had this terrible childhood. And so then you get this gray area where he's not, he's not, unless you are impeccable with your, uh, not, not just your character, but your mental health, your chemical health, you know, and then he's in bed with, you know, he just, he, you know, he was up in a couple of ways and you just, mm -hmm. man, children are, you know, you know, you, you talk about these, uh, Fabergé eggs being so, you don't, you know, so precious children. Yeah. So you're all, you're, you're Michael Jackson's all up. He's 
f***ed up on chemicals. He's f***ed up on whatever. And he's got ch children in his bed. It'd be like having just stacks of these these eggs that you just can't, you could crush. So he's not, it's, it's a f***ed up thing. And I, you know, it's bad. Mm. And I'm not saying, well, this, this I'm saying psychologically, there's no, they, he f those, those kids are up for their parents for their whole life mm -hmm. to be put in those positions. Whether there's a physical or not, the mental part makes you warp them for life. Let me tell you something. If that mental part is there, you know, their trauma, you know, it's hard to tell, it's hard to, you know, I, I think everybody's going for the big gotcha, the big thing that we need to say, well, but this didn't, you know, if you saw, if you, uh, you know, have this emotional, uh, you, you know, that, yeah, you know, say, well, he did it, uh, you know, penetrate by whatever. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I tell you what, this adult child, you know, it, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's beyond inappropriate. And if you keep moving that lie to go, yeah, but this thing, but this thing, you know, it, children are, are, are children. Adults are adults. You know, they, your childhood is just, you know, you, you just got this, this one thing you can't really mm -hmm. get back. Yeah, right. Agreed. Agreed. And uh, some of these adults are vampires on people's childhoods, you know, because mm -hmm. they never emotionally grew mm -hmm. and they just are, are, you know, I mean, we see this in, in very various ways in relationships. I don't know if you ever had relationships with women that were just uh, just never grew emotionally. So any you can't have mm -hmm. you can't have a disagreement because mm -hmm. they free you know they never have any go a sense of self. They never have any, you know, and, and they also like I mean you know, let's go toy shopping. Oh, I am oh, but I'm Michael Jackson. I'm soft. I am an artist. I am oh, I you know mm -hmm. okay, but it's awful people. You know, people that become priests as a setup for this thing. You know, if you're a pedophile or if you have pro pro some of that, pedophiles are a big area. Mm -hmm. There's a big... Big wide just, net, yeah. Yeah. But also your your head, you know, that disease, it's like alcoholism, it, is trying to kill me at all times still. You know, I'm sober, I've been sober, but that there's a voice in there that's like, yeah, but maybe you could, that's always going to be there. And if you have... You know, if you have the the proclivity to do that, to do this thing, for what I understand, there's like, well, but what if you, yeah, this is going to be okay. Mm -hmm. and, and other, and you know, there are rules that you, you right. Know, and also, he was an addict. Yeah, he was yeah. on drugs. Yeah, taking drugs, and nobody could, you know. No, well, no, I'm like you said. I mean, it's, it's what are you thinking? Tell me what you think. Help me. I I want to hear what you think. My thoughts on it are like you just said, physical or not. The 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 concept of it is so out of whack and so in Neverland. It's completely inappropriate. It's completely insane. It rests on the on the parents' decision to allow it, and the kids are warped for life, no matter what. You know, I mean, they they. they I want to get Lisa Marie in here. Have you ever talked to her? No. You know, I know her mom. I, I mean, I don't want to burn her mom with it, but I do want to say, what the f***? Right. I mean, she married him. Well, I mean, her childhood is like, but, but it wasn't quite like us. Her mom is solid gold. Mm -hmm. But I was, I mean, like, I want to say, like, what the f***? Now right. I put it on her. No, don't even say <laughs> yeah. I put it on her. For real. Like, I, I, but I do want to talk to her, like, 
I would like to know what, what was the story with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But listen, we, we, we were winding down here. There's a couple okay. last minute things for you. Is, is this, do you have a, a tattoo of Stephen King? Stephen that, King? Stephen, uh, Stephen. No, I got the, the, uh, Stephen King, no. Oh, okay. You don't have a tattoo. Do you have a tattoo of somebody with Stephen? Is that for the Steven Seagal? The, uh, I don't no, know. No. Okay. Because I, I, you know, here's here's why you never read Wikipedia. Yeah, that said that you had a tattoo. That you used to have a tattoo of Roseanne. That you yes. get switched the tattoo. You changed the face of it to Stephen King. No, <laughs> dude, I'm telling you. I'm gonna, oh my god! I'm gonna, so I'm gonna read this I did have a Roseanne tattoo, and, uh, and from my nipples <laughs> and my collarbone, and I got it removed. Oh, you it got took it like seven sessions. Oh my god! And uh, <laughs> and uh, and then she, honestly, God, I had that, and then she had a property. Uh, a tattoo on her butt that said property of Tom Arnold, which made me the fourth largest property owner in California. <laughs> but no, she did have property. She just had hers covered up. But man, I had this fucking, you can see on the internet that old tattoo. Uh-huh. It was crazy I got that tattoo. I got it right before we broke up too, like a an asshole. Like, this is going to save the marriage. And she's like, oh no, it's not. I'm like, what? Okay, dude, here's, here's Wikipedia, all yeah. right? Uh, in 2016, Arnold's chest tattoo, formerly Barr's face until he covered it with Stephen King's face yeah. in 1994, was added to GQ's list of best, worst, and weirdest celebrity tattoos. Yeah. No, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wikipedia said that I died twice, and that wasn't true either. So Wait a minute. You're not dead? I'm not. I would have come here. If I, 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 see, I, you I, thought, I, it's the zombie of Jericho. I know. That's why I thought it was. My kids love zombies. <laughs> they do. Last two questions for you. What's your uh, favorite performance uh, that you've ever had, your best movie? And then what's the worst movie you ever made? Well, you know, there is a movie called Happy Endings that was, that was uh, pretty good in it. You know, mm. I, obviously, I love True Lies. It's just straight up That's a great, great movie, performance. Yeah. Happy Endings, uh, a movie where uh, the Don Roos wrote, directed, and uh, I felt very fortunate to be there. I'm Jason Ritter's dad. I'm Maggie Gyllenhaal is my mm-hmm. girlfriend. Uh, Lisa Kudrow It's a great story, a lot of great people in it. Uh, you know, it's a movie called Gardens of the Night, which I just happened to see recently. I, I play a pedophile i play oh wow. it's a tough one kevin Seegers and i uh john malkovich is a good guy in this but it is a hard it is that's a deep dive. well done movie yeah. and it won a bunch of awards in, in europe and damian harris work is the director and he worked so hard in this and uh, so many great actors uh evan ross Di- diana ross's Sunday, he plays the older version of one of the kids and his kid goes to school with my kids now and he's such a good mm-hmm. young actor a good boy too and uh, good, uh, you know, I, I, and I, I don't usually watch myself, but my son, six-year-old son, put that out in the office. I walked in there, I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> but there's nothing graphic in it. I was watching it, and he just asked me because you see me kidnap, sort of manipulate the kids, this young girl who is uh, Ryan Simpkins. She is so good. Mm. She's grown up now, but she is so good. I'm explaining. Well, she was a kid, and I, I asked her. Me and my partner, Kevin Seegers, who's the mead, who's mead here, I said, to go in our house to visit, does she ever get back to her to her parents, Dad? And, and she does, mm-hmm. like, in the movie. I had to fast forward to that. And, yeah. But, you know, it's really well done. I was, That's cool. You know, but it's a tough subject. Yeah. But it's, it, it was, they researched it about these children of the night that are down here on Hollywood Boulevard, how they get there, what happens, and can they go home? And, mm-hmm. You know, things happen to a lot of us, you know, when we're young and, and uh, you know, we, we can't go home, mm-hmm. you know. And, uh, you know, even those, the, the boys in the Neverland, uh, mm-hmm. they're sitting there talking about it, you know. We can all, 
You know, the, the one good thing about that, the, something like that, is other parents sit there and go, and there's been several other documentaries on Netflix about people that were, the family trusted, like, and it's crazy that they trust these people. But now we see, and the rest of us go, oh my God, yeah, mm -hmm. let's, you know, really look out for our kids. Right, right, right. So, you know, anything, anytime we can learn something, you know. Yeah. What's the what's the worst movie ever? Oh God, there's been I mean, this one. <laughs> God damn, what's it called? Uh, the 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 financier. Uh, his girlfriend was the star. <laughs> Suddenly, oh my God, we filmed that in Austin. <laughs> it, we had so much fun though. Oh, uh, uh, let's see, Randall Badenkoff was there. It was so much fun. What was it? It was just I don't want to make anybody feel bad, but there was so many good actors hired. I got paid so much money. It was so <laughs> fun. We were laughing. Uh, oh my God. Uh, and, oh, I'm just trying there, to find There's right been now. so many. Just sue me. Yes. Oh my God. It was so much fun. I'm sure. I was terrible, but I remember the, uh, we were sitting around just laughing and there wasn't the young lady's fault. She was really a nice person. And, uh, and don't hold that against her. And by the way, I don't hold it against him to be paid. He was the guy that was, amazing to us uh and and it probably wasn't the worst there's probably been 50 worse but i just <laughs> want to say the experience and there's been times when we've been laughing uh i can think of other times where actors who get laughing fits and and the directors get really mad being an actor would be you know especially a young actor and just laughing and laughing and laughing and and uh about how ridiculous <laughs> right the situations were <laughs> yeah. those are pretty wonderful times and uh you know, <laughs> well, dude, it's great. Hey, man, my last, this last movie I just wrapped a couple weeks ago, Cloris Leachman mm. plays my mother-in-law, and she turned 93 Dang. while we were filming it. And she and I really bonded, and, and to, to work with somebody like that, and, and Jennifer Tilly's my wife in this, and all these other, uh, you know. What's it I, called? I, it's called uh, High Holiday. Mm -hmm. and, and and there's a million great uh, actors and to have that opportunity to work with all these great people still. And it's about it's about this conservative family. I played sort of a Trump guy running for the lieutenant governor of Texas. I'm running for governor. And I invite, I'm a build-the-wall guy, and I invite this big right-wing journalist to visit my family at the holidays. And I'm going to show them how the real uh, America family is. And my daughter decides... She's going to put some some drugs in the food because she, she and I aren't getting along. She doesn't know the journalist is coming home and there's stuff in the salad and it is crazy. <laughs> and, and before it's too late and the guy's there, he's the biggest and it, but it's funny and it's, uh, and it, and it, and it's, it's kind of believable, <laughs> but it's great. Yeah. And then of course the family's bought it at the end and, uh, you know, but a bunch of great, uh, you know, well, well, Jen, man. Well, dude, it's great talking to you. Thanks, like buddy. I said, it's uh, it's cool to see you again after great 15 to see you, years. Man. All right, dude. All right, dude.